0: Welcome to episode 2 of the Multisports Showdown podcast. On this episode, we will be talking about the NFL and what happened this weekend. Stay tuned and enjoy. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 2 of the Multisports podcast. We have replay as a guest again. Today, we're going to talk about the NFL, how teams are looking, which teams look strong, which teams are the underdogs. Biggest takeaways for what happened this weekend, Prescott's injury, Falcons, and what they're going through right now. Replay, how do you think the teams are looking?
1: Um, well, I can give you my top two teams in each division, and then we can kind of just break it down from there. But, um, I'm going to go with the, the top team that I like, you know, how they're looking is the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers, they've shown that their defense is pretty solid. They're ranked number three in overall defense, and they're ranked 15 on offense. But I wouldn't, say, I wouldn't raise my eyebrow questioning why they're ranked 15 because most teams that are pretty good with a solid defense but have a decent offense, they're, that shows that they're balanced. They can run the ball. They can pass the ball. You know, you never know what to expect from that team that has a balanced offense. And the Steelers, to me, I feel like they're going to be the number one team coming out of the AFC due to the fact that the Kansas City Chiefs just lost to the Las Vegas Raiders um, 40 to 32. Um, It kind of raised eyebrows for everybody because the Patriots exposed the chiefs last week and the Raiders kind of did their homework and showed up in Kansas city and beats them at home, which is a tough place to beat Kansas city is when Kansas city is at home. Um, If I have a team that's going to actually beat Kansas city going into the AFC championship to move forward into the super bowl, the Steelers is my top pick to actually beat them. Now, for my NFC team, for their, like as far as seeing how they're go- going, the Seattle Seahawks. The Seattle Seahawks has been elite. Russell Wilson is actually giving the chance to throw the ball down the field all um, this season. Now they do have a good running, you know, they have a good set of running backs, but most of the time, um, Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson, been showing his arm and throwing it down the field most of the time. He has great receivers. Um, and DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, and then all the other receivers that, you know, follow behind them. Um, I don't really see any any chance of them slowing down, but the only thing that I see with the Seattle Seahawks is that their defense is ranked last in the NFL. And if they want to continue being the team that they are, they um, the defense got to step up to where the offense ain't being relied on for them to win a game. Because there's going to be teams like the Steelers, the the Steelers, the Ra- the Ravens, the Eagles. There's gonna be teams that actually play to where most of the time when they play a game, it's a low-scoring game because their defense is so, you know, well rounded. So, you know, those are my two top two teams that I like. The Pittsburgh Steelers coming out of the AFC um as a top seed and then the Seattle Seahawks coming out of the, the NFC as a top seed. Now, now I could talk about Two more teams, you know, that stand out Um, on the AFC side. My under my underdog team is going to be the um, Cleveland Browns. The reason why I say the Cleveland Browns is because last, you know, last past two years, they haven't been really looking good. But I feel like this is this this is the season where they're actually clicking on all cylinders um baker mayfield's throwing making good decisions throwing the ball yeah he takes some you know he takes some hits but he still pulls through with the win you still got odell beckham and jarvis landry they both played college football together at lsu so they have chemistry together and they you know they're playing on the same team together with baker mayfield and then they still got the one-two punch with uh nick chubbs and kareem hunt Now, Nick Chubb is a Georgia native. He was the running back for the Georgia Bulldogs, number 27, like two, two, three years ago. So, you know, he's he's a great running back. Now, my NFC underdog team is the Arizona Cardinals. The reason why I say the Arizona Cardinals is because the Arizona Cardinals is similar to what the Browns have offensively. The Browns' defense is playing great. The Arizona Cardinals defense is playing great, but if we want to compare, you know, Kyler Murray and Baker Mayfield, two great quarterbacks, that, um, two great quarterbacks. Then you have Kyler Murray has DeAndre Hopkins and in, and and uh, Larry Fitzgerald within the, uh, but the Cleveland Browns they have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham, so they both have two elite receivers on both sides of the ball, on both sides of the field. And then they have the great they have great running back running backs with um, Edmonds and Drake for the for the Arizona Cardinals. But then, like I said, with the Browns, they have Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. So that's my my that the Arizona Cardinals is my um, NFC underdog, while my um, Cleveland Brown team are the AFC underdogs because they are they have similarities and they're playing great football. I think the Browns is three uh if I'm not mistaken, let me look at my my standings. If I'm not mistaken, the Browns are 4 and 1 and the Arizona Cardinals are 3 and 2, but they're playing great football despite the record. They're playing like they they are the underdog teams coming out of both sides of the division. So, right.
0: So do you think it's a little early to I guess, judge, a team, I mean, yeah, they have, what, four or five games, Mm -hmm. maybe zits, some of them, depending. Yeah. Do you think it's still early to say, okay, you know, based on their last two games, this team is, you know, the underdog or this team is their favorite? Um,
1: I would say yes and no because the reason why I say yes, is it could be too early just because you never know when a team is just going to start declining. But then I say no because I know the history of both of these teams and how they play. They play tough and they always play hard. They always come close to getting to the playoffs, but they don't. But that's because of the repetitive, you know, just seeing them, you know, the past couple of years of how they play, play leading all the way up and now they're playing great football. And <clears throat> they still they, st- they got a great skill set, I mean, with both teams. So it's like they're my underdogs, you know, for right now. Just from coming off of this past week, they are my underdogs for for the, for the um, for both divisions just going into next week. And then, you know, as time goes on, you know, we'll see if they decline or not because there, there may be a new underdog out there too. So it's like a yes or no um, thing. All right, all
0: right. So, I mean, obviously we all know what happened to uh, – Dallas Cowboys' uh, main player, mm-hmm. or one of the main players, you know, the, the uh, Prescott injury, I mean, that was a pretty nasty injury. Yeah, it, you know?
1: yeah, it was. I've I seen it. I even recorded on Snapchat when they played the replay because I couldn't believe it. So, yeah, it was pretty nasty, man.
0: Yeah, now, with that, I mean, that kind of injury, I mean, do you think he'll be able to come back and be, you know, one hundred percent, or do you think that's going to affect him in his uh, comeback? Whenever he does come back,
1: I feel like he's going to come. He, when he comes back, it's. I wouldn't say he's going to be a hundred percent, but if he is a hundred percent, he's not. He's going to be. I'm not going to say scared, but it's going to kind of put him. You know, more so in a cautious mindset to where he doesn't scramble out of the pocket no more he's actually just throwing the ball because I feel like with him even when he comes back I don't know if it's going to be hard for him to get into the league or what because in the NFL and the NBA you know with injuries is you know it's hard so you could be a big 100 million dollar quarterback but if you get hurt your 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 stock goes down as far as like how much you're worth in the league because now you're a liability
0: yeah, true. And I mean, if they have the backup quarterback or they get another quarterback and they're doing great. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they're probably going to stick with them cuz, you know, he's been out for a while. Yeah.
1: Now, Andy Dalton, that is the backup quarterback for the Cowboys that started after Dak Prescott got carted off. He was a he's a pretty good quarterback because he was a starting quarterback at the Cincinnati Bengals and he was a he was a great he was um he was drafted at a, he was drafted at a decent um decent um ranking from the uh Chicago from the um, Cincinnati Bengals and you know he had uh Andy Dalton had winning se- seasons with the Cincinnati Bengals he has a great football IQ so I felt like it was a good it was a good pick for him to come up as the back backup while Dak you know recovers but from what I've seen from sources it you know he's going to be recovering for about 6 months so
0: yeah I mean I, he's he's going to basically
1: he's done until next year yeah yeah he's out for the
0: season yeah so what do you what do you think is going on at the Atlanta Falcons I mean if if you haven't heard they fired the head coach and they named uh Raheem Morris the interim head coach for now until they find another head coach
1: yeah um yeah I seen the alert and I was I wasn't surprised I felt like they should have done they should have fired him like last year or You know, because ever since they lost to the Patriots in the Super Bowl when they when they blew that lead, they just started blowing leads every time. And it was just more so like, you know, when are like what is it? You know, a lot of people was just trying to figure out what it was and and, you know, it's it's the coaches because every year Atlanta Falcons, they have the team, they have the talent. They just don't have the right coaching staff that prep for their games to, you know, match the talent with the team you know combine the coaches with the team you create a great franchise and it you know dan quinn just wasn't the coach for them i feel like with the, with the atlanta they need more of a coach that's more aggressive because you know the culture of atlanta you know it's it's not a it's an aggressive you know south side it's the main city of the South, Atlanta. So it's like you know, a lot of people come there. You know, they just need that that energy back to them. You know, being the team that they were when they were playing in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago, and they need an aggressive defense. And they they have to be able to play aggressive on offense and th- making you know making sure Matt Ryan don't get sacked all the time because. You know, their you know, they're offense, they're putting up the numbers as far as passing and running. But when they're, when, what's holding Atlanta back is their defense is not, you know, their defense is not holding at all. Their offense is pretty good. They could be better, but their defense got to step it up because they're like second to last with the Seattle Seahawks being dead last in defense. Gee, oh well,
0: I mean, you can tell. I think they're,
1: what, 5-0? Yeah, 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 they're 0-5 yeah. right now.
0: Yeah, so, I, yeah, so I went 5 So, like you said, I'm not surprised that they did let the coach go. Mm-hmm. And I agree with you. They should have let him go a year ago because, I mean, even last year, they, you know, some of the games are like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you know? yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> most definitely. So, so, it's just like, you know, Atlanta, I mean, I'm a Patriots fan, so they're going to hate me a lot. But, you know, just be, I yeah, respect I mean, Atlanta yeah. because Michael Vick, you know, he he's from my hometown, um, Newport News, Virginia, 757. Shout out to, to 757 in Virginia. But I respected the Falcons ever since Michael Vick went there and um, was playing for the Falcons. And I have respect for them just for the fact that they, you know, somebody from my area came there. and He's loved all over the place in Atlanta still to this day. And, you know, that, that's just that was just the team that, you know, everybody in Virginia represented from the from Newport News, Virginia, because Michael Vick was playing there. And then when he went to Philly, you know, they represented Philly, but I ain't seen – I never seen a lot of people from Virginia that like different teams represent a team like the Atlanta Falcons because you had somebody that's from your area play there. And they still – you know, I have respect for the Falcons, but when they play against my team, you know, I kind of lose respect. But it's just more so I would like to see the Falcons be – get back to where they were. Like, as far as being an elite team, Matt Ryan's a decent quarterback. They have a great running back in Ty Gurley that still has many more years of playing. You, get, you got more years out of him to actually do something. And then you have you still got Julio Jones. And, I mean, you got great receivers. Like, you just want to see them actually, you know, be get back to being successful and bringing out the city of Atlanta even more. When the Falcons are winning – the city of Atlanta is booming or something, you know, the, the the clubs are popping and all that. stuff, you know what I'm saying? We, we get... Definitely,
0: I mean I, I don't know about now with this whole COVID yeah. thing, but when like you said, whenever they were, you know, right there going to the Super Bowl, Atlanta was back. Yeah, it
1: was. Like it was it was it was crazy, man. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we used to, we used to <laughs> hang out, so
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that's basically it for today. Now I have a couple other fun facts. Now this involves the NFL. Okay. I don't know if you knew, but the NFL actually created a league in Europe.
1: Oh they did. They did they actually did it now?
0: Yeah, well they did in the past, but it only lasted a couple years. They just dis- they disbanded it after a couple I think it was like five years. Yeah. Yeah, but then in two thousand nineteen they actually had a couple games in one of the biggest or one of the two biggest stadiums out there in mm-hmm. Europe. They played a couple games at the Wembley, and they also played in the new stadium for Tottenham Hotspur. Oh. Now, I know you don't, follow, you don't follow soccer, so you probably don't know where these uh, stadiums are or whose teams the stadiums yeah. are. But well, those are pretty, like, renowned stadiums in Europe, especially in England. So, you know, that's pretty big for the NFL to be up there and selling out the stadiums. Yeah,
1: that, you know? yeah, that's that's yeah, pretty big because the NFL got a lot of fans all over the world. But it's just more so that, you know, football is the only sport that we know that is not, like, worldwide where you could actually play for Olympic gold medal. Like, the NBA, you could play for Olympic gold medal, you do tennis, uh, you do soccer, um, track, you know, all, all these other sports, you can do it. But the fo- football isn't one of those international sports yet. And, you know, they, they love it in Mexico when the NFL goes to Mexico. The NFL goes to Europe and play. But for them to have started a league in Europe, that's pretty impressive. So
0: thanks for following Share. Make sure you tell your friends about this podcast. Make sure you tell them about Replay Rick Sports. So on episode one, I had to mention that LeBron James owns shares of a big soccer club in Europe. If you haven't tweeted yet, you already lost your chance. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the football club that he owns is Liverpool FC. Anyways, that's it for today's episode Hope you enjoyed, till next one.